Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hi, Jake. Hope you're having a good day today. I know you are. Yeah, right? I'm, I, I'm doing all right, although I'm going to need you to talk for a few minutes because uh, it just hit me. The the air conditioning is on, and I guarantee you that Hans and Scotty messed with that thermostat. <laughs> and if you don't turn that ship messed around, with. Uh, we're going to be uh, freezing in like 15 minutes. So so tell us how you're doing there, Gordon. So uh, did you notice there, Austin, how he said Don't that say that about Jake. Uh, messed. How dare you say around. that, Gordon? He's never been like that to me. I'm telling you right now, they turned it down, down, (laughs) down, as cold as it can get in there. I'm back. I'm back. And Jake isn't going to stand for that. (laughs) Jake's like the station dad that doesn't let the other members of the household touch the thermostat. No, they do it. They mess with me on on purpose. Lloyd and and Hanson Scott know it bothers me, so they do it on purpose. You know, you've got. And then leave. You've got Tim Lacombe. (laughs) terrified to touch that thermostat. He should be. He came in yesterday, or two days ago, and was just sweating like he was trying to lose weight for a wrestling match in there. And I, and I said, just turn it down. He said, Jake will murder me. I can't do it. It's true. He would have been in real trouble. <laughs> well, people just don't understand that. He's that looking great. Really the, fit. The uh, the thermostat is, it has nothing to do with the temperature, because there's a number on the thermostat, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and it goes up to 74 and down to 68. And basically what that means is 74 will give you sweltering sometimes and manageable sometimes. Anything below 74 is sweltering sometimes and frigid most of the time. <laughs> That's how it works. So, so I keep it on sweltering slash manageable. But so any, the, uh, any alteration takes hours to correct, though. That's the biggest problem. A thermostat is like age. It's just a number. In this case, it it means nothing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad you got that adjusted because I wouldn't want you to be uh, uncomfortable. Hey, I know nobody cares out there about what I'm talking about here. But, Gordon, you at very least, uh, having spent a significant amount of time in this studio, show, should uh, be interested in what I'm talking about here. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and uh, look— uh, I think something needs to be done about that. Thank you. you. Know? Thank you. I just no, was no. looking for some support. Thank you. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And I don't know whether certain 
people who might be messing with the thermostat need it talking to or whether, you know, it needs to be mechanically addressed. M- messing, you know? messing with and utilizing while you're in the studio are completely different things. No, they do it to me intentionally. You think so? Oh, yeah. I think they're just like me. They run I've, hot. I've seen Lloyd walk in <laughs> and do it and then walk back well, out. Lloyd, maybe. But I don't know yeah, about Hanson Scotty. Doesn't it affect Lloyd's office as well? It does, but he doesn't care. It's <laughs> more he, He's more about mind control. <laughs> he's sitting in his office in like a parka? Uh, probably. Scotty's coming in now. Why do you, you turn down the thermostat we every day it. and you just mess with me? We honestly did not touch then it Then it was Lloyd. No, it was. I, I don't think Lloyd. It I wasn't DJ. Lloyd it wasn't Parka in the summer, James. Look, I'll tell it's you that. At Seventy-four. I know. I fixed it. I mean, what was it before? Sixty-eight, all the way down. Well, I didn't touch it. There's some days where I'll be like, Hans, dude, bring that down because it feels like a sauna in here. See, your 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 guy Hans, uh, he knows that he on his way out the door just punches that down uh, to sixty-eight. You know what? Hey, uh, here's the thing. Scott- I don't even know if the thing actually even works. Oh, it works. <laughs> it, it just makes no sense. It's just exaggerated. Scotty, can right. you hear me? No, like, Scotty cannot hear you. He can't uh, hear me? No. Uh, okay. Sorry, Gordon. Sorry, Gordon. Yeah, um, sorry. I just, look, I think I think shows are better in the cold. kind of keeps you on your toes a little bit. You know? Yeah. Keeps you awake. Yeah. Letterman, the, used to, Letterman used to say, kept the comedy fresh. You, you, it's just not cold. It's like, put your parka back on. Again, David James, where's his parka in July? <laughs> if you want to be I, cold, I, I, come like to the Section David Q. Letterman thing. Always, you know, everybody was complained how cold it was in the studio because he wants people on the edge. Listen here, our, our great sales staff went out and landed Carrier as the title sponsor of the <laughs> of the, our studio. And the good folks at Carrier, I'm sure, were like, we're going to give them the most powerful thing we got. <laughs> that AC works, man. <laughs> that, I just, I, like, I've never noticed it as a big deal. I'm sorry if we've caused you any grief. Uh, if hey, you hey, want to hey, be hey. cold, come to Section Q. <laughs> Still hey, the Jake. greatest moment in Coach's show Man, history. That was weird. By the way, that was a weird Jake, deal. Jake. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well um, all right. Well, you I, asked I, I, a all I know is I did not touch it today. All right. I don't uh, think hands uh, did. Hold on. Gordon wants me to ask you a question. Uh, go a- ahead. Ask Gordon. him. Ask him if uh, if uh, the uh, how the wind's blowing in the studio. And then I want to know if you answer the question, Jake. If Scotty will say nobody cares about that. Uh, uh, Gordon wants to know if he can have a 10% raise and six months off. <laughs> Big old negative on that one. No. That's that's, that's, sorry, hey, Gordon. That's a big negative, Gordon. Tell Scotty. Scotty said, Scotty said no. Uh, I, I don't blame you for swinging for the fence there, pal. But, but Wait got a minute, a big how much negative. vacation? Six months. <laughs> well, that's kind of par for the course. So. It's about, oh, oh, Scotty can hear you sure. now, by the I'm way. I'm just oh. joking, Gordon. You know Scott, I Scotty, I was making a joke about Aja and just asking you to ask Jake if the wind was blowing in the street. <laughs> what the wind was like. You see, you know, that's another thing I, I, I actually do feel bad about. Like, every time I hear that, I'm like, wow, that is, I am a raging jerk right there. But let's, but, play, let's play that for Scotty. I no, want to see I, how he reacts. I got to defend just, you here. I mean, just because like he jumps back in to talk about running the forty for some reason, like uh, he, <laughs> nobody cares about that. <laughs> and you did, you did. I mean, it's a very specific question about the wind, and he's talking about his jacket. I mean, and I, you know the whole purpose. Like, I didn't care about the wind. I didn't care about any of it. You testing the? I mic? was just testing a mic for our halftime walk-off interview. And so he's down there for the walk-off, and I'm like, and we're in a break, or we're in a segment, and we're not going to have a chance during the break to test the mic. And so I said, 
so I text him. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to ask you a quick question to test the mic out. And we got what we got. And so See I, that on-off button? Let's turn that off. Yeah, that, that on-off button may have been that, – that, that was probably too much right there. <laughs> Scotty, where'd you, where'd you learn to uh... – to uh, to uh, you know uh, fight like that with the uh, with the words uh, was, was that uh, oh, I know, I, with your brother? Well, actually, it was probably the couple of years I did a show with Jake. Honestly, <laughs> got to be on your guard, yeah. man. You got to be sharp. Jake, no, Jake's it, coming for you. Don't, I asked about the wind, not the not your jacket. It's cold down here. <laughs> it's cold down. Here. Not for you to complain about how cold it is. Hey, right. let's ask Scotty also since we have him here. You know, since Austin played that bit. From the caller into the coaches show, I, I want to know whether uh, is the spectrum really uh, that cold? Uh, well, apparently I'm not a good quality judge of what is cold and what is not. <laughs> so it's always felt just fine to me, but I've never been up in section Q in the middle of a game, so I, I don't know. But but as far as where I sit, I've never had a problem with it being too overly cold. But also, I feel like it's quite balmy in the studio right now, and Jake I'm would chilly. disagree with I've me. I've got my hands in my pockets. But that's because I mean, Scotty's a working man. You know, you work up a little sweat, and then you don't need that. Uh, that well, I will say this, though. It's better for everybody because Hans and I, you know, we're, we're large dudes. And when it's hot in here, it gets a little ripe. And so I think you would, in the long run, you would prefer <laughs> us to have it cold as opposed to walking in with, Two burly dudes in here sweating up a storm. No, I I, I get that. And You're not ha- from Burley. <laughs> wow, what a joke! Uh, but having lived through the great renovation of 2017, oh. that, yeah, uh, yeah, cold's better than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I will sure. agree with you there. Thank you, Scotty. Hey, thank you. Hey, Gordon. Hey, Gordon. I gotta call you later. Everything oh, good in your good. world? Yeah, give right. me a call. I'll look forward to talking with uh, with the announcer. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. All right, there you go. Hear him 10 to 2, and of course, the voice of the Aggies, the great Scott Gerard, who says he wasn't messing with me, but I'm not ruling out hands. That's so, broadcaster so, Gerard to you. Oh, yeah, well, broadcaster of the year. Oh, broadcaster in column form as well. I said the announcer already made that joke. You guys are second and third on that one. Well, you did ask Jake to ask Gordon or uh, Ger- uh, Scotty a joke. Then Scotty got on. You asked the joke again anyway, so. I know. That's because he didn't hear it the first time. And then got a burly in there. (laughs) He got up early? Okay. Should we, what do we want to do here, Austin? Yeah, anything else. I agree. Let's let's do the split story of the day. That sounds good. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, it's been, you know, the, the, the biggest story of the season, I think, has been injuries. I mean, we talk about it when it comes to the MVP race, but it's, you know, it, it permeates across teams. I mean, you just scroll through Twitter in the mid-afternoon, every day and it's a injury update from a coach or a team releasing injury updates. You know, Kevin Durant is now out. I mean, I was just reading you know, what Brad Stevens was saying about the guys that he's at have out to come back. I mean, the one thing the jazz have been very successful with though, has been COVID. And that's, you know, that's something that they've taken a lot of pride in internally that, you know, we're going to take this coronavirus issue seriously. We, when we're on the road, we're going to, uh, be diligent about it. When we're home, we're going to be uh, equally as, as tough when it comes to protecting ourselves and making sure that, that we don't have any kind of spread or contact tracing issues. And 
and they've been largely successful with that. I think that's been a big reason why the Jazz have been as consistent as they've been this season. Chris Mannix talking about the Jazz and uh, what's worked for them this year. And, you know, he's talking about the success uh, staying healthy and and staying out of uh, issues with the coronavirus. But uh, depth has been uh, something that uh, has been a strength for this Jazz team. That's for sure, relative to other teams, like you said. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jazz be very cautious down the stretch. How many games are left now? You know? 15 or 14. Yeah, I mean Sorry, we're getting on. we're getting closer there, and so it, it it looks to me like the Jazz might uh, put it in neutral. Not that they don't want to win games. Obviously, they want to win the West. But in games like this one tonight, you would expect them to feel pretty confident about their chances, even if they are cautious uh, as far as who's getting a lot of minutes. Jazz are forty three and fifteen, so they have fourteen, including tonight's game. Um, left to go and yeah I, I have not seen as far as I'm I've seen most everybody expected to play is going to play but yeah I would guess Gordon that we're going to start seeing them manage it a little bit and make sure that uh, they they get everybody proper rest going down the stretch which is why to merge a topic you know that we talked about yesterday uh, this stretch of the bottom of the west that they're playing I think it it is you know, it would be critical for them to build up a little gap if the Suns happen to drop some games. And we'll keep an eye yeah. on the uh, on the Suns game tonight uh, because that obviously is, is uh, relevant to Jazz fans. But if the Suns manage to lose a couple of games, um, can the Jazz capitalize and build up a little gap there that gives them a little more luxury down the stretch? Yeah, no doubt. And look, you look at this matchup tonight, Jake, and how often do you see teams at this point in the season – have exact flipped records. Not often, I'm guessing. 15 and 43 versus 43 and 15. Yeah, that sounds like an opportunity to, you know, who was it? Austin, I asked Jake this earlier, and we couldn't remember who said it. Do you remember somebody from the Jazz saying that the best schedule for the team as far as staying sharp is playing every other day? Not every other game, but every other day. Do you remember that? Uh, David Locke mentioned that last week. Did he? Okay. I, I knew we heard it somewhere. And I, it makes me wonder, like on a game. I think like, Joe Ingles also said it. Honestly, yeah, the, the Jazz played Monday night. Now they play Wednesday night. And that's good. But if they can if they can get by without exhausting their frontline players, uh, you know, may, maybe they could keep them sharp by giving them some minutes. And as far as they're concerned, hopefully not having to burn that uh, burn that oil too much I so yeah I wonder there's probably some science there going into those sorts of opinions because it would be tempting tonight if I were let's just use Jordan Clarkson for example because we know about his injury where he had that ankle issue and had the wrist issue right which is probably something that just didn't go away but he's in a more of a, uh, a point where he can manage it he if you rest him tonight he will have had four whole days off before they have to play again because they've got two days off coming up uh, tomorrow and Friday. So all of a sudden, only missing one game, you get a chance to basically give a guy the better part of a week off. So that would be tempting, I would think, if if you're trying to manage it. But to your point, what you're saying is the the ideal is to get a little work in to keep yourself sharp. And I I could buy into that, too. But not overcooking it, you know. And not and, and injury would come in, you know, if there is something lingering, 
you know, to the extra days off might help. And they don't need the sharpening as much as they need just to stay off it. Well, going up against the Rockets tonight, I mean, one of the worst teams in the West. And by the way, the Rockets are coming off that loss to the Heat uh, on Monday night. I think that score was like 113 to 91. So, I mean, the Heat have a nice defense, but the Jazz's defense, I think, is superior to that. Donovan Mitchell, obviously, not playing, but even without him, uh, the defense, I think, is, is pretty close to being similar. And so the question tonight is, if the defense is up for the occasion, then the Heat won't score 100 points. The Rockets? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the Rockets, not the Heat. Sorry. Got mixed up there. Yeah, they the Rockets should have trouble scoring. You would think so. I mean, they have yeah. trouble scoring against anybody. I think they've been under 100 in two of their last three games. And yeah, and they're 27th. I think they're like 27th in the league in offense. And so this is an opportunity for the Jazz to – well, if I'm Quinn Snyder, I'm telling my guys, okay, go out there and play some defense tonight. And if you do, you win. And I think that's true. So we'll see how they go about it. Well, as far as that goes, let me ask you this, Jake. Who do you think the Rockets' best available player is? Let's see. Christian let me Wood? Just, uh, let me just peruse over the uh, injury report so I make sure that I've got everything. Well, they are missing six guys. But... Yeah, but, John, you know, John Wall sometimes. I, I would say John Wall is their best player. I Christian just want to make Wood sure he's available. He's averaging 21, over 21 points a game. Uh, nine and nine and a half. He's a good young player, man. Christian Wood. Mm -hmm. But now he's going to face Rudy Gobert. Although Wood can go outside, he shoots it pretty well from from deep. But we'll see if they. Try he's and who, he's Rudy who out. they're going to try and build around. You know, yeah. as they they turn this thing around and break it down and and uh, try to uh, you know, in, or try to engineer the post James Harden years. I think he's going to be a part of it. Other guys, you know, like John Wall, probably not. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's the correct answer. Christian Wood. is this, uh, is this a spell trouble for Rudy over the last nine games? Uh, Wood has made 43% of his three point attempts. Uh, it makes it different for Rudy, but I mean, Rudy sort of gotten used to that. Rudy's also. Rudy he just manages yeah. to have a, an awesome game every night. Did you see that stat that, that Rudy Gobert, who who had this? I saw somebody had tweeted it out, some one of these uh, stats folks, and I saw that Tim had liked it, and Tim Lacombe, and it was something like this this ridiculous effect Rudy Gobert has on on the defense on on Jazz outcomes, and then he whoever it was put in there also that since Rudy had the best ever in that regard, that Ben Simmons was the third best on his team. Did you see that? Uh, a, a random tweet Tim liked. I don't, I don't think I did. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, anyway, I, I, you know, it doesn't make any sense to our listener because I'm not being specific enough. I don't really call. But the fact, what the point is, the Rudy Gobert has this unbelievable effect and everybody knows that. All our listeners know that from watching him play on the team as a whole when it comes to outcomes, and uh, especially at the defensive end. And so that that will be the case tonight. And maybe Rudy will be effective enough that he'll be able to get a little extra time 
to rest up during the game. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up. We have a, a shortened edition of the Big Show for you today because we have Jazz pregame starting at 5. Uh, but we are jam-packed nonetheless. Locke will join us at 3.30. We'll have what's going on at 4. Our friend Matt Williamson, who covers the NFL, at 4.30. So very busy uh, until uh, Tim gets here at 5. So stay tuned. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest-rated, most listened-to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. And the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's do that at 250, Austin. Let's do that. That'll be fun. Uh, Gordon, we're going to do a little who did it best announcer style at 250. Good, better, okay. best. I, I would say so, but all golden in their own magical way. So there's a tease right. for you. Good. Who, who, did, like who did it best announcer edition? There's definitely up. who did it worse in there as well. It's, it's do, you, do you have do you have as one of the examples the uh, the horse racing announcers? Negative. No, no, no. It, everything's not not every. It's got a theme. Okay. All right. It's the there definitely is a is a theme in there. Hey, Gordon. Uh, some NBA news and notes. We talked a lot about the Jazz in the last se- uh, segment, but uh, there's a bunch going on in the NBA. And uh, let's start with uh, your, or should I say, PK's Phoenix Suns. Um, of course, they uh, are a game and a half back at the Jazz, game in the loss column. Jazz have Houston tonight. The Suns are on the road to take on the 76ers, Gordon. Tough. That's tough. It's uh, as they continue their brutal East Conference, uh, Eastern Conference stretch, they have the Sixers tonight and Boston tomorrow. So, I mean, these two games back-to-back, I would be, I would be really surprised if the Suns were 2-0. and Yeah. Uh, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. One and one, I'm thinking, at the worst. And you or know, not at the worst, you, excuse me, at the best. And we absolutely 100% know that the Jazz will win. 100%. Well, yeah, it, it certainly looks that way because Houston is it's not, not even 99.99999. It's 100%. I guarantee the Jazz will win tonight. Which is ironic when you think about the Suns, the challenge the Suns are facing, because the Rockets for so long were like the Jazz's nemesis. You know? Well, they get revenge tonight, Jake. Oh, I thought you were going to do your Jacques Cousteau thing. <laughs> not that? anymore. That, that thing. No, that's not Jacques Cousteau. Who's, who's that? <laughs> that's <laughs> Inspector Clouseau. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jacques Cousteau is. <laughs> He's out fishing somewhere. Tomato, Actually, tomato. He's, he's no longer with us, but uh, his. And there it is. A death no. dedication. A death dedication. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that I, I used to love watching those Cousteau uh, uh, specials, whatever they were, when he was out on his boat. What was his boat called? 
Didn't John Denver sing a song uh, the, about the it? Nina, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. I, I'm the really sorry I made that joke misidentifying. Let's hear that song. The Calypso, yeah. Calypso, I think, is a type of music. I don't think it's a song. No, the song, the boat was called the Calypso, if I'm not mistaken. Named after the mythological figure, Calypso. Yeah. The uh, the magic uh, Vegas predicting wizard uh, has the suns by three and a half. Oh, wow. So, so uh, All right. Then the Sixers must be missing somebody. Well, Ben Simmons, I know, didn't play the other night. I haven't, uh, uh, but Joel Embiid did and was awesome. And Ben uh-huh. Simmons isn't terrific anyway, so. <laughs> Just dismiss him, whatever. Well, when you. I'm you, surprised. I'm surprised by that line, aren't you? Um, I don't know. The Suns have been red hot. I mean, they've been the hottest team in the league for a while now. Uh, ben Simmons is day-to-day with illness. Oh. Tobias oh. Harris is day-to-day with a knee. The wizard, I mean, the wizard in Vegas seems to be connected to those who provide that kind of information. So, I love it how nobody so referees? ever. You know, when the the Jazz just humiliate the spread for like you know two thirds of the season. I love it how nobody talks about that. But one game ends with a bad beat, and everybody's like, "Oh, that Vegas predicting wizard, <laughs> right all the time." By the way, can I can I clear something up? I mean, I have gotten a lot of response from people wanting to challenge our discussion the other day when I was talking about Andre Drummond and you were downplaying him. But what seems to have eluded a lot of folks' minds, at least the ones that are sending me uh, how wrong you were, yeah. and whatnot, or tweets, whatever, that I was talking about that one game. That one game when he scored 27 points. And was that it? That one game. So when Rudy Gobert put the kibosh on that in the next game, that that had nothing to do with it. So I just wanted to make that clear to those who have been saying, ah, yeah, Jake was right, see? I was but no, right. you were wrong. You, we were talking about a single game we were where not. Drummond scored 27 we points. We could go back because you, you indeed accused me of having confirmation bias based on a discussion we had previously about Andre Drummond's impact on the Lakers overall, which you advocated to change rules you thought was so unfair. And when I told you Andre Drummond really wasn't that good, then we got into this uh, heated debate. Then well, that carried like over I, until the, to the uh, after the Laker game where we discussed Andre Drummond's value. And I told you that was a paper tiger of a game because it 100% was. And I told you he should be embarrassed that he only got eight rebounds, which he 100% should have. But he went and 10 then of 15 he, from the field, yeah. and he scored 27 points, the leading scorer in the game. And by, I wasn't talking about – and by the way, people who were saying, Jake, oh, see, Andre Drummond's not going to lead the Lakers to a type. I mean, it makes a little difference when LeBron James and Anthony Davis are available and on the court for that team, Right. I never said that Andre Drummond was going to lead them to a title. I think there are a couple other guys who are fully capable of doing that. Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. But, you know, confirmation uh, bias aside. (laughs) I was right about that game. You were not, and I don't want to go back down that road. Are you calling Gordy Chiesa a liar? Uh, No, but uh, Coach. Gordy confirmed what I said. Kind of. What do you mean? I, I, okay. I, I'm not. I disagree with Coach Chiesa. Yeah, is that what you want? I'm not calling anybody a liar. Just, just disagreeing with Coach Chiesa. 
I bet Locke disagrees with Coach Chiz. You want to ask him about it? Then you can call him a liar. In that, well, I, I really, it really, I just has nothing to do with Locke. It has to do with me and you. Now so, it does. <laughs> a couple of minutes everybody's, ago, it didn't. Everybody, everybody's looking for reinforcements. <laughs> Bring in the cavalry, 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 cavalry. Andre Drummond hasn't had three fast break dunks in his life, and he had three in three consecutive <laughs> positions. And then you wave his shooting percentage in my face because he's a center playing against little kids. All right, we don't need to go down that road again. No, I didn't bring it up. I know. I I just wanted. In fact, to I I did not highlight the fact yesterday quite on purpose. Well, yeah. Well, that was appreciated, but obviously <laughs> some people. Really you accuse me to... all the time of, of gloating and, and uh, just parading <laughs> around when I'm right. And I thought, you know what, yesterday we'll, we'll communicate like adults. Well, you weren't right. I was talking about a single game. The, now the, you're the, the result... it like that because no, you're The you're, result on Monday right. night had nothing to do with what we were talking about about the game on Saturday. I said, let's see what Andre Sheesh. Drummond does when he doesn't go up against small forwards. And look what happened. He disappeared <laughs> off the planet. And you told me that, well, oh, okay. it doesn't matter. You, no, you, if Rudy had that. that kind of uh, I, I of said that, box but that's score, separate. then those are two different things. And then you said, if I didn't agree with you, it's because I didn't watch the game. <laughs> well, that might have been a little harsh. <laughs> uh, but, but, look, it's okay. Never mind. I was talking about a single game. And uh, I, when I brought up Rudy... <laughs> It was that if Rudy went for 27 and 8, you would say he had a great game. If he did it against the other team's shooting guard, <laughs> I would I would hope that I would uh, scratch that, not the other team's shooting guard, the other team's third string shooting guard. I would hope I would have a nuanced enough approach to say, you know, that's uh, that's all nice on the box score, but you know, he he did it against Ish Smith, so let's hold the phone. And by the way, he only got 8 rebounds and only getting 8 rebounds against Ish Smith is criminal. I think you could put you could have put seven points on ten or fifteen shooting. You could have put a jersey on a seven-two corpse, and they would have gotten more than eight rebounds uh, against the lineup the Jazz threw out there. And might I remind you that six of those points were fluky on fast breaks, and how many were on an uh, an unusual uh, night at the line? For somebody who shoots 41% for his career from from the free throw line. Well, that shows achievement in a single game, as I was giving him credit <laughs> you were for. not. You are so full of it. But that's okay. It's what I love about you. It is. It's what I love about you. And you sometimes uh, give me credit where credit's due, but just not on this one. I get it. I dig my heels in, too. Well, I wasn't, it wasn't aimed at you as much as it was aimed at people who were coming after me claiming you were right because and and I had plenty of support myself but. the other right-minded thinking red-blooded Americans right <laughs> shout out to you all uh, DJ texts and he said uh, tweets uh, I guess he texts Drummond is there for specific matchups in specific series and to keep them afloat if AD is in foul trouble so he's probably right about that. Mark my words, and I'll, I'll bet you this. If they may end up in a playoff series with the Jazz, uh, <clears throat> Drummond won't play very much. Yeah, we'll see. I wonder how that mix will go, and I, I don't know the answer to that. But I could see him having a relatively minor role. Yeah. You know, because he's a player that nobody wanted to trade for. <laughs> But, well, yes, trade the buyout rules because I don't know how anybody's going to beat the Lakers ever oh, again. Please. They have, they have Andre Drummond. Here we go. 
But tell me, is a team better having Andre Drummond on the roster or not? Arguably, no. Let's see this. Come you well, you want to hear my argument? Because I think it's it's well thought out. Somebody needs to sit Anthony Davis down and tell him he's a center and quit pretending that he's a four. <laughs> And to to fit into the role that he fits best, particularly against a team like the Jazz, where you want to drag Rudy out of the paint. Say, Anthony, get over this mess that you're not a center. You're a center. Play center. With with uh, Andre Drummond on the roster, it gives them it. They're placating Anthony Davis when they'd be better off just saying, listen, dude, you're playing center. Okay. I still think it's it's good to have him around when you need him, and they needed him on uh, on Saturday night, and it got him a win. They could have rolled anyone out there over six eight, and they would have done that. <laughs> Scored twenty seven points. I don't think. And so. grab eight rebounds. Yup. <laughs> okay. He should be embarrassed. He didn't have forty. All right. So if Rudy doesn't go for twenty five and and forty tonight against a crappy Houston team, then he's underperforming, right? We'll see who they guard with him. I'll tell you this. Of the years that Houston tried to get away with having P.J. Tucker guard Rudy, that should have embarrassed Rudy. That should have been something that fired Rudy up because no team should be able to get away with that. All right. Well, okay, I think we've burnt that. But I I just wanted to. Again, I didn't bring it up. I, I didn't bring it up yesterday either. It was nice. Yeah, I just wanted to. Make it clear. I just want to. I want uh, you to acknowledge who opened the door, Your Honor. Oh, I opened it because it, it substantiates <laughs> what I was. It was making clear what I said to begin with. Stay tuned. We've got who did it better, announcer uh, style, coming up next. You are not going to want to miss it. Lock at three thirty. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is a great song. Great pick by me. Grand Funk <laughs> Railroad is your band of the day. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to livenation.com. All right, Gordon, we only have a few minutes for this, so let's dive right in. You ready? All right, yeah. Okay, so this, this is a, a who did it best announcer edition. Now, here's the theme. It's about projectiles. <laughs> flying it play-by-play guys all right because oh, we have we a we have a new entrant because we've oh. compared we've compared uh lock and clowkey now for a while uh-huh. well we now have a new one and and this one's pretty incredible incredible not local unfortunately are we gonna play all three yeah, yeah yeah so okay. let's start with entry number one you want to start with david yeah all sure. right we'll start with david this nine is- full time out now 150 sorry reset sorry Oh, that's all right. My bad. Just to I reset. Heard start night. This is uh, this is David calling the action. Uh, the a timeout just happened on the floor. If you listen carefully, you can hear the the t-shirt cannon 
And then <laughs> what what David doesn't necessarily describe is getting hit with said T-shirt. Here you go. Yeah. All right, full time out now. One fifty-seven left. I didn't get to see the replay on that. We'll try to see if we can get it when we come back. Jazz by nine. One fifty-seven left in the set. Oh my God. Okay, so that's that's David, who will be on the show at 3.30, by the way. Stay Just tuned. want to remind everybody, Jake, that uh, that was not a 1,000-pound bomb. No, that was a T-shirt cannon, but those things are coming at you pretty quick, and if you're not paying attention, you know, you never know. That was T-shirts. I just like it that they rough. had to go to break. <laughs> uh, and David had to explain when they came back, like, no, I didn't just, uh, you know, get <laughs> didn't just get kidnapped out of the booth. As opposed to Klauke, who darn near had his head taken off by a uh, a, uh, a hardball. Here you go. One and one on Brett Nicholas, who single to right his last time up. He's one for five. Eleven to two now in favor of Round Rock. Hey, now ready. The pitch. Foul back. Well, so much for my computer. Tommy, where'd it go? There goes the old computer screen. It's broken, folks. <laughs> the 2-2. Uh, so, Clocky, there you go, Clocky. You can... I mean... Foul back. Well, so much for my computer. Uh, that is that is just the epitome of cool and calm under pressure. Uh, not so fast. Now, I, I do agree with you. That's pretty cool and calm. But I don't know if it's the epitome, because this might be it. <laughs> okay. This is Texas Tech a radio play-by-play broadcaster Jeff Haxton. And he's calling a Texas Tech baseball game. Similar situation to Klauke's, all right? So listen uh-huh. to just how this went down. Pitch. Coming right back at us. Yeah! Hax! With a bare hand snag! Play Jeff Axton. My hand hurts so bad right now. He caught right. it. He, he barehanded catch, <laughs> uh, caught it, and it was rocketing at him too. You should see the video. Yeah, that uh, that's that, that is impressive. I mean, pitch coming right back at us. You could hear oh, the, the slap. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he retained possession. Yeah. That's amazing. And I love it that he's like, my head hurts so bad right now. Oh, he definitely has a permanent imprint of baseball laces. How give fast. Me that, that give me that going. one one more time there. Pitch. Coming right back at us. Yeah. Hacks. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> I like the dude next to him. Like, yeah, right on. He got the meat hook out there. Just it's amazingly, it. the guy didn't have to like lean to get it. Didn't have to move at all. It went right to his outstretched hand. It was like it was on a string. And he didn't even really flinch. Didn't blink. Just grabbed it. Just whack. <laughs> There's no way did that hand didn't with, need ice after did that. He catch up with his right hand or his left. His know. left. Left hand. Yeah, a natural catch, and I assume he's right-handed. All right. Well, good. So that that's. So one guy gets hit with a T-shirt, and he's in NOM. <laughs> Another guy it breaks his computer screen, just keeps on going. And then this guy takes the ball right to the hand and doesn't even move. It would have been better if he had not said anything at all. You know, just snagged it and went on with his commentary. Now, that would have been most impressive as but opposed to confessing to the pain. Except for he probably just broke six bones in his hand. <laughs> That's a, that's a very good point, Jake. 
That's him realizing. Manic. Wow, I really shouldn't have caught that baseball. Uh, but yeah, Gordon, I'll I'll send you a link to the video. You should see the video. It's yeah, it's I'm, pretty I'm it's out. pretty insane. Well, In fact, I'll tweet it out at Jake Scott Zone. We'll we'll get that out there. So, do you think the third one did have the 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 most legitimate claim to yelling for a doctor? Uh, I don't know. If he really did break his hand, then I'd I'd say yes. Well, I mean, it's like Austin was just uh, so colorfully describing there. Uh, David's sounds like I mean, he like like he was you know needed a stretch. Morphine. <laughs> All right, full time out now. One fifty seven left. I didn't get to see the replay on that. We'll try to see if we can get it. We come back. Jazz by nine. One fifty seven left in the set. Oh my god. <laughs> Foul back. <laughs> well, so much for my computer. Pitch coming right back at us. Yeah. He did. He, he did a nice job of describing what was happening, even though the ball was coming straight at him. Coming right at us. Swap. Didn't stop painting the picture. No, he didn't. That's it. Pros right there. All right, David will join us at three thirty. So make sure and stay tuned for that. It's a big <laughs> if he's show. Recovered. Huh? More next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty zone. Thousand prayers.